You're listening to episode 101 of the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. Today's topic, how to be a volunteering family. I had so much fun last week with all of you on the Intentional Mom Strong Family Facebook group as we celebrated all week the reaching of the 100th episode milestone for our podcast. Thank you all for contributing and making it an awesome week. Be sure to get back on there this week and see if you were a winner. There's lots of prizes and you probably were. So our guest is Debbie Smith today. And be sure to check out the blog this week at practicallyspeakingmom.com as she is also our guest author for the week. And I'm pretty excited about that. Now, next week, my grown daughter, Becca Hammond, joins us to discuss how to incorporate hospitality into your family's routine. She's a mama with two little boys and a little girl due next month, so she definitely understands busy and tired and overwhelmed and life not being perfect. So how is she learning to fit hospitality in there also? And why would she? Well, you'll find out next week. So these episodes today on volunteering and next week on hospitality and the week after that too, these episodes are a part of a series called Giving Our Kids the Habit of Being a Blessing. My plan is that the third week of the series will be about being a blessing among siblings. Now let's get started with part one, being a volunteering family. And I have to give you a little explanation here. Debbie and I recorded this during a tiny little window of time that was after COVID 1.0 and before COVID 2.0. And well, it's just important for you to know that because we mentioned COVID at the beginning and it will only make sense to you if you understand that this was recorded in that little bitty season between the two seasons of crazy. Intentional Mamas, let's do this. Let's jump into episode 101, Teaching Our Kids to Be a Blessing Through Family Volunteering. Welcome to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, helping intentional moms build strong families. I'm Val's husband, Rich, and if you've listened to this podcast for very long, you have already met each of our seven children. You also may have already gotten an idea of the importance that Val has placed on training our kids to have a mindset of serving others. She calls it being a blessing. In today's episode, Val sits down with Debbie Smith, a friend of hers with a big heart for volunteering. Let's join them as they talk about the value their families have found in a lifestyle of serving others. Debbie, I am so thankful to have you on the podcast. We have been trying to do this episode for at least a year and a half, probably two years. Yeah. Yeah. So COVID really interrupted (laughs) our topic. Our topic is volunteering and serving others, how that impacts our kids and their character and, and their growth in all kinds of ways. So obviously during COVID, it was not a good topic to do. So we had to put it on hold for that reason. And I'm thrilled that they get to start serving and volunteering in different ways now. And I am super thrilled to have you a part of the podcast today because you are awesome. (laughs) And I have been so blessed to have you in my life. So tell us a little bit about you and your family, Debbie. Um, been married for 39, 38 years, uh, <laughs> however long. Oh, you're making me feel better. 
38 years. Okay. We're planning our 40th, so that's kind of part of the problem. I'm sure. thinking ahead. Yep, yep. And we have four adult children. All of them were out of the home. And I have four grandsons with another grandson on the way this fall. Great. And your oldest is how old and your youngest is how old? Good question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a birthday next month. I'm giving you a test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Approximately. <laughs> Approximately how old and... The oldest will be 36 next month, and the youngest will be 20 next month. Okay. Well, and you have been such a cheerleader to the podcast and um, this ministry, and I want to thank you for that as well. Is there anything that causes you to do that, or, or why does it feel important enough to share and speak up about things from it? The information is so good and so relevant and so transparent that you're real and you offer real solutions to people and things that we've known for a long time, but kind of put it into a better presentation. And so I look forward to listening to it every week and I may ride a bike while I do it. I may drive in the car while I do it and they're easy to listen to, but you always get blessed. Even if it's material that's not as relevant right now Mm -hmm. in my life, Mm -hmm. I still appreciate hearing the presentations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate your support. So why don't you tell us what prompted you to make volunteering and serving a key part of your family's life? I think probably because Terry and I, before we got married, were volunteering in church and ministry and different things. So it just kind of seemed a natural process to start the kids. Um, When my oldest was probably one or two, we walked down to the nursing home and I kind of did it for her to get out, but mm-hmm. kind of did it for them, but then saw their reaction to her and getting to know her, watching her grow, how much they appreciated that. Some of those people don't have any visitors. Yes. So to have a toddler come in just brighten their day. Yep. And so we made it part of life is just to go down and visit and then kind of expanded from there. How um, often did you go to the nursing home? Once a week. Okay. So we just walked down once a week, hour-ish, you know, mm-hmm. and we'd know what rooms, you know, they didn't care yeah. um, to see people and rooms that did. And, you know, the staff would help us. That's a hall better to avoid and come mm-hmm. down here or bring people out to us or, yeah, you know. So it was a lot of fun and interesting. And, yep. you know, she learned to walk in front of half of them. So. Sure. And she learned to interact with a variety of people. Yep. And, and stay where and she needs to stay and sure. either in the stroller or beside me or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. there was a lot of benefits. Yeah. It made her comfortable with, like a lot of kids would feel uncomfortable just with a different age group, but especially an age group with health conditions mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, people in a nursing home don't look <laughs> the same as what they see all the time and right. they don't smell the same and they don't i mean seriously these things I, they're, they're real. I mean my you know, kids you go to the nursing, I, we go home, to the nursing home also and it's it's so good for them to become comfortable with the uncomfortable mm-hmm. comfortable with different from them and yeah so that is awesome that you started it at one yeah i love it so did you continue that even with when you had multiple kids i don't remember at what time uh-huh. we stopped that yeah and it may, I had some difficult pregnancies, so it might sure. have stopped during that because yeah. walking there was not an option. Walking the premises wasn't an option even. Yeah. So yeah. 
It may have been. You know, even when I was a little girl, I would go to the nursing home with two different family members. My mom would do hair at the nursing home. And so I'd just sit on the floor playing Mm -hmm. while she was doing that. That made me familiar and used to them. And then my grandpa would go once a week, sometimes twice a week to do a Bible study with them and sing hymns with them. And so I would go with him sometimes. And that is precious, precious time. Yeah. So that's awesome. Okay. Well, what are some other things that you've done for volunteering? One of the things we did when the kids were younger was because it was hard to get with three little ones out. We would do birthday presents for Jesus every year and they would have to go and find like new toys, books, even clothes. Um, and we would, we have a manger and a cross instead of a Christmas tree and they put them in the manger as their presents to Jesus. And they would take them down and deliver them to the crisis pregnancy center. Nice. And so it was just a way for them to think, this is Jesus's birthday. What can I do to help somebody else? Right. And then they would do that. So that was kind of fun. And we've done a lot with the Crisis Pregnancy Center in different ways. And to me, it's amazing just to see um, when my oldest was 10, she wanted to help. She didn't necessarily know what abortion was, but she knew they helped mommies and babies. And that's all she needed to know. And she would go down once a week and work in their clothing room sort, organize, label, whatever they wanted. You know, they had a a girl there that was a volunteer would help her. Then they started doing bowl-a-thons and walk-a-thons and fundraising. And my two boys got involved in that. And my little one was a fireball as far as walking and energy and everything else. Mm -hmm. And the other one was more of a talker. So he'd do more of the fundraising. Mm -hmm. And the other one would do the walking and would raise thousands of dollars every year. Wow. For them. Did that for several years and it was just a lot of fun. So they were involved in that. My youngest daughter would serve at their banquet, fundraising banquet every year. And then for her 15th birthday, she wanted to do something different. So she had her friends come, bring their present money. Mm-hmm. Instead of bringing her a present, bring the money they would have spent on a present. Took them all to the store, grouped them up in groups of girl, two girls apiece, and they built goodie bags for new moms and their babies. Oh. It was a blast. And we came home and played baby shower games and had baby oh. shower cupcakes and, and just, you know, had a great party. It was a lot of fun. And so if you want to help an organization, just ask. They'll find a way. You know, my husband cleans carpet for the Crisis Pregnancy Center. We both have worked at the banquet. So all those different ways we've helped one organization wow. and been able to use the kids to do it too. So yeah, just well, got to ask. <laughs> and you know, when, when kids sacrifice for someone in need, boy, that it's things like that, that build self-esteem mm-hmm. that yes. build self-confidence. I know who I am and what I'm capable of. And God just designed humans to thrive on service. Mm-hmm. And so I can just only imagine the ways that that, built up your kids to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a scripture God put on my heart yesterday that goes along with volunteering is Hebrews 6.10. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you've shown toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. So sometimes it's work. Sometimes it's labor love may or may not want to do it. It's toward him, but it's ministering to others and he'll reward. So even when nobody else sees it or notices it, he's the one that saw it. And he'll reward abundantly. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I think of as we're talking about service, I think of moms or like the, that is what we do 20, literally sometimes 24 seven. There are days where you're up in the middle of the night with a sick kid. You're up early in the morning with the baby. You're up late at night with the teenager. <laughs> who That's the only time they want to talk. You know, it, our, our labor of love is continual. And we think that, or it's an easy thing to think that if I serve, it's going to rub off on my kids, but it is something entirely different to put them in situations of serving. Mm-hmm. Um, there are really moms who serve, serve, serve their kids who are not serving those, those kids tend to not appreciate what mama's doing for them. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's mom taking time away from them instead of mm-hmm. a time with, that they can serve together yeah. or they're serving. Sure. You know, so sometimes it's easier if we can pull back and help them and they get so much out of it when, you know, yeah. it's a learning process. But, um, my daughter did a, a dog, um, dog wash to okay. raise money. For a young lady that she didn't even know that had cancer. Wow. And, you know, yes, the, the girl got blessed. The family was beyond amazed in the money that was come in that didn't even watch that many dogs, but they got a couple thousand dollars. Wow. And, but to see the change in her and yeah. have her hear from God and apply that and act, you know, she said, I want to help this girl. How do I help her? And they just, a brainstorms. What, what can we do? And she loved dogs. So she did a dog wash and that made it unique. Yeah. And different. And, but to watch the change in her. Yeah. As she started to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And how much more special to the girl who was suffering from cancer to know that some girl that she didn't know went out of her way to do that. What's amazing is she did that. There was a um, company in town that the, the girl used to work for. And they said, can we do a fundraiser for you? So what did, yes, of course. So they did this huge announcement all over the communities. I mean, from Bartlesville to Bixby, Oklahoma City to Tulsa. So a big region, all there, that chain restaurant. If you came in and said her name, they were supposed to give a portion. Mm. They never gave it. <gasps> so here she has a company come to her oh. and say, will you do this? And a young lady that she doesn't even know. Right. And she gets her, has two dog washes and both of them raised over, I think around $2,000, give or take, but both of them. Are. Wow. And Plus so, all the people that gave to the dog wash fundraiser are blessed, they got blessed. too. Mm-hmm. God is so cool how he, <laughs> how he designs interaction with one another, impacting all of them individually as yes. well. Is super and the long term of it, you don't even know, yeah. you know, because yeah. what you do today is over and you go to bed at night, but you know, five years later, what you said to your child before bed, they can remember. Right. Right. What do you feel like are some specific ways that your kids have grown or been impacted by this process of living a lifestyle of service? It helps in a lot of ways and it's, you can't always put your finger on it, but um, like we talked about before, it kind of trains them to behave to listen to you, to learn manners, to respect others, take instructions from others, because sometimes you're not the only one taking them. You're dropping them off to volunteer or someplace. Learn that there are others more in need than they are. So, I mean, my kids know we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but 
you take them somewhere else mm-hmm. and realize, mm-hmm. oh, wow, I was really blessed yes. where I was. Yes. Yeah, I actually I wonder, I've wondered many times if our society today in America would be completely different if they spent a little bit of time serving those in greater need than themselves. I'm sure they would be. Yeah. (laughs) Things would, would change a lot, but we can do that in our own little community of our home. Yeah. We can impact um, attitudes. You know, attitudes are different, not only when we see that we don't have it so bad, but attitudes are different when we have sacrificed for someone else's good. Mm -hmm. It, it absolutely changes our character. I think one of the things we've done for several years is my daughter was 10 and she did seem to get along with older people. Mm-hmm. And my mom was in the complex and had other friends that had delivered for Meals on Wheels. So we started delivering Meals on Wheels. And so she did that from the time she was 10 to 16. It was amazing the response to the people seeing a child out doing that. And they loved having her come. She would make little gifts for Christmas, you know, just the Hobby Lobby packets. And they were just thrilled. I mean, one lady had every gift for like five years on the shelf, Christmas and everything. And sometimes she'd go in and play with their dogs or we'd, you know, bring in the mail for them or whatever. But it was fun to build a relationship with them. And she had an opportunity to take some classes with her best friend but it was going to interfere with Meals on Wheels. And I said, probably going to have to give that up because we can't be out both mornings and still accomplish what we need to. And she didn't want to do it. She wanted to keep doing Meals on Wheels instead of being in classes with her best friend. And that was amazing to me, but we've, we've had fun with it. We deliver once a week. She's not doing anymore, but I decided to keep doing it. And we've had some of them over for dinner. We've taken Thanksgiving dinner to some of them. We visit them in the hospital and rehab just because we became friends. That is really precious to hear that your daughter would choose that. Yeah. It it blew me away. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I'm hoping it works out for my youngest to spend some time with you doing that. You know, I have one that's starting her senior year and then I have one that's going into seventh grade and So our youngest, the seventh grader, Emma, has been used to a family of seven kids that has gradually dwindled. And now here she is. Her older sister is a senior and super busy. She works two jobs. She's taking college classes. She's just very busy. So I knew I have to start getting my eye open for more ways for Emma to be involved in more things. (laughs) And So obviously service is one of those things that I want increased in Emma's life. And if this works out for Uh her to go with you on Meals and Wheels sometimes, then it's going to be a double blessing for Emma because she's going to get to serve them and she's going to get time with an awesome (laughs) mentor person. I mean, truly that God would have put this thought together, Uh um, as I'm a potential for, for Emma is tremendous for me. And, and so it is those acts of we shape the way our kids' lives look. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so easy to get so busy with just the things that come pummeling at us all the time um, that feel like obligations and, you know, just the busyness of, of life and school and extracurricular activities that we can feel like we don't have time 
for volunteering, or we don't have time for creating mentorship opportunities for our kids, but we have to identify what are the most important things. And to me, serving and mentoring and, and being mentored are so high on that list of development in our kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm thrilled and excited that Emma might get a little time Mm -hmm. with you. So it'll be fun. I think what's interesting too is a lot of times they can learn things that apply later. Mm. My daughter did Christian Youth in Action, which is Child Evangelism Fellowship Summer Missionary Program. And so they taught the kids how to teach the gospel and they would go and do um, what they called five day clubs. And so basically it's a mobile vacation Bible school, everything except for the snack and the craft. And they would go in for several hours into mm-hmm. kids' places, daycares and churches and YMCAs and Salvation Armies and schools and different places and put on the club. And the adults were only the drivers. They had nothing to do with the presentation. So it was always all the kids. And they had to do different things in different days and stuff. But later, I've got a friend that went through it. When she went to college, she was comfortable giving speeches. She yeah. was comfortable writing papers because she had gone through this program. So it gave her an extra benefit the other kids didn't have. But they started coming to her for help writing their papers yeah. because she had gone through this program. Absolutely. And the program itself is amazing because it, it made some major impacts on her walk with Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that makes me think of another benefit that I've seen for my kids is when they get in a lifestyle of service they come across as more humble and confident at the same time. And that combination puts them in favor with bosses, mm-hmm. you know, with potential employers, yeah. with bosses, with getting into the college they want to get into, or, you know, just the different opportunities that come along because they have learned to be both humble and confident mm-hmm. and, you know, be able to communicate in, in a variety of settings. Yeah. Like, this kind of stuff that all comes with the actions of service really puts them in favor yeah. much of the time. Definitely. Well, thank you so much thank you. for widening the vision of all of these mamas as they embrace more the concept and importance of helping their kids have a life of service. So thanks for being here. Yeah. How inspiring it is to hear about the difference one child or family can make in their world when they volunteer and serve others. Be sure and check out the blog post that accompanies this episode. Val's friend Debbie, who you've just heard, is the guest contributor in the blog for this week, where she unpacks some of the serving opportunities that her family has participated in and what that has meant to them. Val is always blessed to be able to share with you each week. To find out more about her books, podcasts, blogs, and other resources, visit her website at practicallyspeakingmom.com or connect with Val and lots of other intentional moms at her private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. If you're already a part of that group, it would be great if you will invite other moms in your life so that they also can be equipped and encouraged in their worthy journey of motherhood. And of course, be sure and join Val right here again next week for more practical help and inspiration.